I have three or four things that I want to I want to share with you today about about miracles. Number one is I want you to continue to practice faith talk. Faith talk. I want you to continue practicing faith talk. Now, why is that important? It's important because the words coming out of your mouth are deciding your tomorrow. Let me tell you a little something about, about words. I know a whole lot about the words. Words can be bridges. Words can be doors. Words can be walls. Or words can be windows. And I know that your, your daily words uh, affect your success, how successful you are. And uh, because, listen, by your words, you are justified, and by your words, you are condemned. Now, I want you to write down Matthew 12 and 37 because I want you to read it and study it for yourself. But words are important. And you need to know that what you say determines what you see. Because words, I mean, it, it projects images in your mind. And too many of you all have been speaking the wrong words, uh, and you got a bad image in your mind. You got a bad perspective of even of God. Some of you think that God wants you to be down and poor and busted and disgusted and sick all the time and complaining, and, uh, and you got that image in your mind, but, but that's not the God of the Bible. God of the Bible wants you to be healthy and wealthy. Yeah, he wants you to be in good health prospering. So words are important. Um, words are deciding your tomorrow. Every word that you speak today is going to do something to your faith. Every word that comes out of your mouth, it does something to your faith. You know what it does? It paints a portrait of faith. You see, it, if you're talking the wrong thing, it's affecting, it, it's affecting your faith walk, your, your faith life. And I'm going to tell you, it's a whole lot of, I'm talking to a lot of you all that's uh, in the body of Christ. You love Jesus, but you're just talking wrong, and you got, you got the wrong picture uh, in your mind about your future, even about God. Even about what, how God wants you to fare in life. And, uh, and so every word that you speak, watch your words. Watch them. You, one thing that um, I, I encourage um, as many as possible to do is start building a vocabulary of faith words. How do you do that? Well, a good place to start is the Bible. Yeah, a good place to start is the B-I-B-L-E. And don't just, don't just go to the Bible to try to get, um, um, uh, you know, a sermon all the time. Bible ought to become your meditation book. And when you read the, the Bible, um, uh, uh, deposit, let those words that you read that stick in your spirit, uh, you start using those words every day. Say them out. Speak them out. And you build uh, a vocabulary of faith, words. 
And 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 uh, what I want to for you to do today um, is not too late. I want you in every conversation that you'll have for the rest of the day, uh, try to inject some faith talk in there. And I'm not telling you to be weird and crazy, uh, make people think that you're off base. No, you don't have to do that. But start letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Because by your words, you are going to be justified or you're going to be condemned. And uh, tell everyone what you are expecting God to do in your life. Faith talk. Say what God says. And so I, uh, I was looking in the scriptures um, early this morning, 1, 2 a.m., and I ran across uh, something that really blessed me and stuck in my spirit, and I wrote it down. Uh, Psalms 89, verse 34. I want you to hear this now. Psalms 89, verse 34. And it really talks about praising God for his covenant promises. Praising God for his covenant promises. I, I saw in that verse 34, God says that my covenant will I not break nor will I alter the thing that is gone out of my mouth. God says, what I have spoken, what I have promised you, I have not taken it back. And if God has spoken these things to you, that you can be healed, you can prosper, you can have joy, you can have peace. You know, if God said this to you, you can have it. He has not changed anything that he spoke out of his mouth. I want you to prayerfully read Psalm 89, uh, verse 34 in particular, and you'll see what I'm saying. My prayer declaration today, my prayer declaration today, my prayer declaration today. Well, you say, well, why is it a prayer declaration? Because I'm declaring this over you today. My prayer declaration is, Father, I praise you because you are a faithful God. That's number one. I praise you because you are a faithful God, faithful to your covenant. And you have promised not to break your covenant. Your word is infallible, and your word is impregnable. It cannot fail. And brothers and sisters, listen, as I speak to you today, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if you hear and if you receive, God's word is going to come to pass in your life. So I want you to begin to practice faith talk. Practice faith talk. Here's, here's a word of wisdom for you. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, 
think on these things. You see, God is even telling you how to think. All of the stuff that will try to get into your mind and get into your spirit, you don't, don't have to let it, you don't have to let it get in there. You know, you are you gonna you're gonna have to fight a good fight of faith because it's gonna try to bombard you. That devil will try to bombard you with all kind of negativity, all kind of reasons why you shouldn't do this, why you shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's gonna be a struggle. The struggle is there, but fight the good fight of faith. And the word of God says, if there be any praise to think on these things. So God has already pointed out to you the things to think on. And you see, you start thinking on those things and you start meditating on those things. And then your belly on the inside, your belly, yeah, that, that man on the inside here. I mean, you know, it, it, the stuff just start overflowing in, in your mouth and you, you speak it out. See, faith talk. And, and, and uh, it's a funny thing that once you start to, uh, uh, practicing and talking faith talk, all kind of stuff is going to break out. I mean, the devil is going to get so busy, he's going to slap you upside the head. He's going to attack your mind. He is going to send this person and that person. You'll have all kind of stuff to start messing with you. I mean, the devil will jump on your left shoulder, your right shoulder. He'll get all over you. But you know, when you start talking faith talk and start putting that word on him and said, listen, devil, listen, devil, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I'll condemn it. That's my heritage. Devil, listen, I want to let you know the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. My head he anoints with oil. He makes my cup run over. Faith talk. Praise God. Praise God. Faith talk. The power comes out of your lips. And, and you know, that's how you activate your faith and keep it active is speaking it out. No matter what's going on in your life, and you will see miracles taking place. You start calling that which is dead back to life. You start saying, talk, calling that which is not, speaking to it as though it, it exists, even though you don't see it in the natural existing. But by faith, I see it. By faith. And so I want you to begin to practice faith talk. Yeah, practice faith talk. Now I hear somebody right now saying, Pastor, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but that doesn't make any sense, what you're talking about. I'm glad you said that. Because I want to let you know I'm not talking sense. I'm talking faith. And faith ain't sense. And sense ain't faith. And that's why you can't mix the two. You can't start out talking about, well, God said this and the scripture says this and the other. And then all of a sudden you jump back over here to the world. You can't mix that. All and water don't go together. Praise God. Praise God. Your victory, for, your victory for overcoming this world is your faith, faith talk. Now, something else I want to share with you today about, and this is real, real touchy here. I want to uh, write this down, talking about miracles. You, you, you need to start celebrating 
the healer. Jesus Christ, the healer. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. Now, here, let me tell you what the scripture says here. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now, that's the word of God. Now, some people, you know, I've heard them say it, and, and I used to say it, but uh, I know better now. Well, you know, God uses sickness to, to teach us stuff. Well, I haven't found it nowhere in the Bible. God don't put sickness on you. I mean, he, he, I just read you the scripture here. Those of y'all that's listening to me, stop talking that devil talk. God has no sickness to give you. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no sickness in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no sickness in faith talk. There is no sickness in this faith word that I'm teaching you today. The source of sickness is Satan every time. And sickness come from the devil. People try to argue this and, 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 and go on, but you cannot show me anywhere in the scripture where God puts sickness on people. Now, if we stay with the scripture, and I'd be happy to talk scripture with you. Now, if you get off into your own flesh and mind, that's a whole other thing. But if we stay with the scripture, the source of sickness comes from the devil. God, because God really wants you to be well and healthy, and he wants you to be whole. And you know where he paid for all of this at? He paid for it at Calvary. He bore my sins, my sickness, my disease on that hill called Calvary. And uh, I like to talk about Calvary, but I don't have the time today to talk about Calvary. I tell you, Calvary, that's to me, that's the greatest mountain in the world today. Calvary. Glory to God. Glory to God. But you see, the devil... The devil have been deceiving people for a long time and still doing the same thing. And that's why I've got to tell you and teach you Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. He came to make you better. And when you, uh, when you think about... Um, um, a sickness and so forth. Uh, think about this. Most of all that uh, uh, of the things that happen in the world is because of the fall of man. It was ushered in because of sin. Such as sickness and disease and storms and tornadoes and hurricane and rain and destructions and death all came because of the fall of man. None of these things existed before the fall. You read Genesis chapter 1 and 2 uh, at the law of first mention, and you can see how God set up things, and the way he set it up, Genesis 1 and 2, is the way that he want, would, wanted it to continue. The change came in Genesis 3. 
That's when sin entered the world, Genesis chapter 3. And when sin entered into the world, it brought disorder throughout all of creation, messed up everything. And uh, I want to tell you, I want to say a few things because I feel like I need to, need to, to teach you this today um, because you've got to get up off of this thing about God is punishing me. God is putting this on me. God is purging me. Uh, you went out, uh, uh, you smoked too much weed or dope or something, and, and now your mind is fried, and all of a sudden God is, is doing all of that to you, or drive-by shooting or somebody um, somewhere, and you got shot, got shot up and all of them in God, and God, uh, uh, God uh, uh, took him and God took her and all of this nonsense. And God don't, is not a drive-by shooter. God doesn't stick you with a needle. God doesn't put all of this foolishness uh, in you and make you drive 100 uh, miles an hour and turn the car over and break your neck. That's not God. Now listen to this. Um, uh, the source of sickness is Satan. One, he, the main source, one source of sickness, but there are varied reasons why people get sick. And our time is just not going to permit me to, uh, to dive into this. I may come back later and do a whole series of teachings on sickness so that you can understand that uh, a lot of stuff that people are suffering with today is because of decisions of your past. And, and look, let me tell you, what you speak out and what you allow it will catch up with you. The scripture says in Romans 5 and 12, uh, well, uh, for as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now, we can see right here what brought about this change, Genesis chapter 3. And the same thing, the same trick that the devil pulled on Eve, the same thing, he's doing it today. Right today, he's doing it over and over and over and over and over again. God has sent the Savior, Jesus Christ, to save his people from their sin. And what I'm teaching you today, if you grab a hold of this, it will change your prayer life. You'll have a different perspective of God, and you'll know how to call those things which are not as though they are. You'll know how to bind sickness and disease from your body, out of your house. Um, the, the thief, Jesus said, cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Listen to this now. Sickness destroys the body like sin destroys the spirit. Disease steals health and happiness, money, time, effort, and strength. It truly kills, it destroys, and even accidents that harm the body are destroying agents of Satan because the source of sickness is the devil, and you've got to resist it just as you do temptation and sin. 
And when you resist temptation and sin, you're doing spiritual warfare against the attacks on your soul and spirit. And when you resist sickness, you're waging spiritual warfare against his attacks on your spiritual body. I made note here of some things that I'm, I'm, I'm giving you because this area of sickness with the Christian is so controversial today. Um, you'll be surprised to know the, the number of people in the church pray one way, live another way, uh, talk one way, but do another thing. Um, you see, on one hand, you're saying, well, God is a healer. On the, on the other hand, but you see, uh, well, God would just let this happen to you here. He'll just let this happen to you. But look, you got to understand that you are not a machine and you are not a robot. God has given you a free will. And that is why words coming out of your mouth are so important. Right words. If you, if you train yourself and your mind, if you train yourself, and you can do that, to start speaking faith words, and then your life will become a faith life. We, the just shall live by faith. And what comes out of your mouth, faith words. You see, faith is a spiritual force. And, and when you begin to speak faith words, God has to honor those faith words. But you've got to train yourself to do that. But if you're not trained to do that, every time something happened to you, you're going to look for a reason or an excuse uh, to blame this on well, God is doing this and God is doing that and because you don't want to take responsibility for your own decisions that you have made. I, I can choose to walk in, in divine health or I can choose to walk sometime and I can choose to walk at other time like I want to walk. It's a choice. And and uh, you see, every disease comes from a, a germ, a germ of life. And just as your spirit gives life to the body, Satan provides a destructive elements of sickness. And in the natural world, God takes a living cell and multiplies it to bring forth life and a new child is born. Well, Satan counterfeits this positive process with a negative cycle of his own. He takes a living cell, virus, cancer, etc., and he multiplies it to bring forth death. And this is what we call the spirit of infirmity, which works in your body when you are sick. And when the spirit of infirmity is cast out, disease in your body dies. And as long as that germ exists in the body, the disease lives and continues its destructive work. For example, there are a lot, a lot of things that's going on in our physical bodies that if we would change the way we talk, the way we think, our diet, what we are allowing our bodies to experience, if we would change that, we can, we, can, we can stop a whole lot of stuff 
that's destroying our physical body. For example, blood pressure, diabetes, stomach problems, back problems. You see, but you know what would happen? We'll come right on into the church and ask somebody to lay hands on me and anoint me with some oil as though you're going to get a zip-zack, zip-zap uh, magic, uh, magical healing. It don't work like that. And that is what's been going on and on and on and on and on and on. And so you see somebody they come down and they get hands laid on them. They get they fall down and and, and they and they lay on the floor and they get back up and they, and they, and they're doing the same thing. Hasn't been no change there. You know we would. <laughs> I got to say this. I got to say this because you have got to change. Things if you want a change to come in your life. That's what repentance is. Repentance is nothing but behavior modification. You know when the Lord tells us to repent, 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 all he's telling us is you got to have a behavior <laughs> change. It's, if that doesn't take place, you're going to be back at the same thing over and over and over. Repentance is nothing more than a behavior modification. Because God wants you changed on the inside. When that you get changed on, on the inside, you stop a lot of viruses and diseases in your body. That's working to destroy you. Those things are not from God. You've got... You know, you'll be surprised at the people that will not stop smoking, will not stop eating the wrong food, will not, won't exercise, won't drink water, all of these things, and yet we'll come and somebody put hands upon us and we want to get a healing. It ain't going to happen. You got to stop. You got to change. So I'm talking about celebrating the healer. Celebrate. How do I celebrate the healer? By believing every word that he has promised, every word that he has said. Now, and you know what? I'm sitting up here and I'm teaching you. I'm not the, the perfect one at all. Uh, you know, because I, I, I abuse this and I abuse that. Because I allow my, 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 my carnality, I allow my flesh to, to override my spirit. But... My spirit is telling me all the time, leave that alone. Don't do that. But I, I go ahead on and do it. And guess what? I will have to suffer the consequences. God wants to heal us everywhere we hurt. And we celebrate him as our healer by obeying and doing what he says.